Anna, honey, wake up. Oh, ah! I have had it! I'm ready. For the Coleman family, Mondays are manic. Bye, honey. Make good choices. <gasps> Wednesdays are wild. And for Anna and Tess, there's never enough time to really understand each other. What? Time's up. It's after six. <gasps> but on Friday... You think my life is perfect? You couldn't last one day in my high school. Cookie. <laughs> That's all about to change. Because things are going to get a little freaky. Why am I in Anna's room? This isn't mine. Those aren't mine. That's definitely not mine. Walt Disney Pictures presents... So, you're in my body and I'm in your body. I'm old! I beg your pardon. Oh, I'm like the Crypt Keeper! Yeah, Mercury's not in retrograde anymore, but Uranus is... Yeah, we have a recurring joke in my household that whenever we uh, say the name Uranus when we're referring to the planet, we have to correct each other and go, actually, it's pronounced your anus. <laughs> okay, I'm into that. I'm really into that. Every time an astrologer that I follow or like watch says Uranus, I'm like, let's say it how it really is meant to be let's said. Let's say it the butthole way, please. <laughs> Dove found it down, trodden and dejected. Crestfallen, grief stricken and exhausted. Trapped in my room while the house was burning to the motherfucking ground. I saw the sign, but it was misleading. I fought the law. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of. Probably should have known better. The podcast where we watch comedy that has, you know, maybe not aged super well. Uh, although I gotta say, today's movie's great. Uh, it is just super pop punk, super fun. And as a little emo pop punk tiny lady growing up, first in South Texas and then the Bay Area, uh, I really, uh, really had some nostalgia. That's right. It's me, your host Nadia Vasquez, and joining <laughs> me as always. Uh, is the Mark Harmon to my uh, uh, angsty uh, emo stepdaughter, Tony Ginocchio. I'm Italian! (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I'm not going to keep the bit up for the whole episode. I really wish you would, but... uh... (laughs) First of all, it was West Texas, but thank you. Okay. I am very excited about the most pop punk movie we have watched ever. Yeah. So. I, I couldn't, I forgot about it when I turned it on and the first song came on. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So, you know, the live action Disney season, folks. We've done a lot of 90s movies because that's where a lot of these movies fell. We just did a 2014 one last week. It sucked. Uh, we're right back in our wheelhouse this week. Yeah! In, two, in 2003. Not only are we back in 2003, we're watching the most 2003 movie ever made. <laughs> which it was... It really, really is. It really, really is. And, folks, uh, the novel Freaky Friday by Mary Rogers has been adapted into a film by Disney three times. Uh, we are watching the second adaptation starring... Uh, legendary comedic actress Jamie Lee Curtis and 
woman who once was at an airport and tried to abduct a small African child because she incorrectly thought he was being human trafficked and she like kind of affected a weird pan-African accent to try to be like, oh, come over here. Yes, I can help you. Uh, That's (laughs) Lindsay Lohan. Uh, So uh, just a, uh, you know, I love what, like I was just saying before the episode, I love watching movies that came out when we were in high school. Yes. (laughs) Because this one really hits all the buttons in terms of style, in terms Mm -hmm. of soundtrack, in terms of just patterns of dialogue. Yes, exactly. Yes, they said chill. I still say chill. (laughs) All of that good stuff. And uh, the thing about Freaky Friday is it does not work uh, unless you have two actresses who can really sell the hell out of it. And honestly, Nadia, I think we have them here. Ah, incredible performances from J.B. Lee Curtis and Miss Lindsay Lohan, who I think is supposed to be having a comeback after she sold an NFT of her fursona recently. I I am in full support. I also watched her reality show about her, uh, like, resort. Her nightclub, yes. Really good, and then that got canceled because they had to stop filming it. Uh, I think because she had a breakdown, possibly. Yeah, I mean, and that obviously, like, I, I, I feel bad because she, it, it, clearly, at many times in her life has been unwell. Um, yes. But in movies like this one, and I, you know, and Mean Girls came out the year after this, of course. Um, both movies where she displayed, I think, some really impressive acting talent. Yes, an incredible performer. She could play, she had quite a range, I gotta yeah. say. She played a, a Jamie Lee Curtis-aged woman in this movie, and it was very effective, like a Pokemon attack. And and the, <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis played uh, the, um, I mean, it's my favorite character type, which is the Paul Rudd in... Wet Hot American Summer was like, everything sucks. But yes. when you, but when you do it as a bit, it's actually really funny. And she nailed it here. Oh yeah, I forgot just how. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis. We'll, we'll just say it. She was a lot better than Lindsay Lohan in this one. Well, sh- I mean, yes, but it goes she's, Jamie, she's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but it was so good. It was so impactful. I was emotionally moved a lot of the time it was really great i did not expect to still like this movie as an adult i was not expecting to like this and it was honestly delightful like i, I really um also wasn't it great to see it. chad michael murray back no i have a lot of questions about chad michael murray <laughs> and some of the decisions his character makes in this film yes which, of course which we'll get into um so nadia i'm sure all of our listeners are going freaky friday what is that movie about freaky so friday could you uh could you step our audience through what happens in freaky friday i would love to my friend so <laughs> Lindsay lohan is a punk <laughs> I think I, I if we're gonna I okay I believe Jamie Lee Curtis could be a punk I cannot believe that Lindsay Lohan could be a punk so just uh suspend all disbelief Lindsay Lohan is into pop punk and she is in a band and she has she plays guitar she's very good at it and her mom is this really put together uh psychotherapist Mm-hmm. Uh, or psychiatrist. She's a doctor. Psychiatrist. And uh, she's about to get married to the guy from NCIS. Yeah, to Mark Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> right. And 
They are just not getting along. She's got a really annoying little brother that gets away with everything because her mom doesn't believe when he's bothering her. Her mom really doesn't give a shit about her band, even though for some reason they're 15 and they're like very close to their big break. And (laughs) the night before the rehearsal dinner of the wedding, they go to a Chinese restaurant and a small Asian woman notices that they have beef not beef and broccoli but they have beef (laughs) and so she uses some sort of magic in a fortune cookie or two and switches their bodies after creating a huge earthquake and the rest of the movie is just them seeing what the other deals with on a daily basis learning about each other and learning to love one another really learning to to care about one another and 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 learning to uh, learning that things aren't always uh, as simple as you, as they seem uh, for the other person through once again evil dark China magic. Oh, and, but the cool part is is that there's a lot of early two thousands references to music like the hives. So the the hives re- the hives reference made me scream. Yes, out loud. the white stripes get a bass player. A lot of really good stuff about that. The soundtrack is great. We got Bowling for Soup in there. Uh, it's it's overall a very delightful movie. Often stressful though. Uh, I was was very stressed. There's stressful situations here. And, um, and yeah, like I said, I mean, the, the Freaky Friday concept, which has been like Freaky Friday alone has been a movie three times. And there are other movies like vice versa, or like there was like another Disney movie that was like the exact same concept, but it was a boy and it was a brother and a sister switching bodies, which is disgusting. Not in that. Not in that. Yeah. And, 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 and so like this concept has been done a bunch of times. Um, but this is a really good execution of it. Um, and we're primarily going to make fun of some of the music references, yes. the uh, racist depictions of Chinese people, and Chad Michael Murray uh, being horny for <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. But I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, she she um it's hot. I mean, she yeah she gets um she gets her her she got some nice drip going in this movie. Yes, yeah, she uh, does. When, That's kind of Lin- what I'm gonna dress like when I'm older. Nice. Just her in this movie. <laughs> Just, just taking the DVD to the to the hair salon and being like, <laughs> I mean, like, the go- Stevie Nicks dress, please. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it it was a blast. Um, and let's, I mean, is there anything in terms of uh, history? Like, did you research the history of the hives for this one? Like, Tony, what did you look at? For- Tony, this is my time to shine. I covered pop culture of 2003 in our Bruce Almighty episode, so you can go and listen to that, and also just our takes on God being Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that was that was an intense episode. And so today, I am going to go into the history of pop punk in the early 2000s. Outstanding. I'm so excited! Okay, everyone take a collective deep breath. I could go on about this for a while. I had to edit this down quite a bit. Okay. (laughs) So punk rock, pop punk, and emo have really always been around, but it really made it its way into popular popular culture into the mid-90s because of Green Day. So they got this huge 
major radio play going on. They were dominating MTV. They headlined Lollapalooza and Woodstock in 1994. They were nominated for four Grammys and one for uh, Best Alternative Album, and I believe it was Dookie. It would have had to have been Dookie, which is still Stone Cold Classic. Absolutely, but... For the most part, punk and pop punk really wasn't super, super, super popular until around 1999 when Blink-182 released Enema of the State. And this Mm -hmm. was huge because TRL was really big and their music video was them running around naked. It was huge. (laughs) I, I mean, we don't know if it was huge, but the video was huge. And their album, uh, What's My Age Again, peaked at number 58 on the Billboard Hot 100, but in 99... I'm sorry, in 2000, All the Small Things, which is their second single where they made fun of all the boy bands and their music videos and like Britney Spears and all that stuff, that peaked at number six. And we Mm -hmm. can attribute that to TRL. So that caused this huge boom into people being into like, what the hell is pop punk? Mm-hmm. Then we had Miss Avril Lavigne come out, and then that whole thing started of, like, what is punk? What is a poser? And that's when, like, <laughs> message boards, MySpace, all of that stuff started to come out. It was all, like, the domino effect, okay? Mm-hmm. Very exciting time for me personally. <laughs> so then it started to get even bigger when actors who were in popular TV shows started talking about their favorite bands. And those actors were in like Teen People, YM Magazine, all of that good stuff. So the one of my earliest memories of this was Milo Ventimiglia from Gilmore Girls, and now mm-hmm. this is us. They asked him, Brittany or Christina? And he said, Brody Dahl from The Distillers. And they got really big after that. That's such a jest from Gilmore Girls' answer, too. Right? So, but obviously, and more famously, Adam Brody would talk about emo nonstop. And that Mm -hmm. kind of got, you know, welded into his character, Seth Cohen, on the OC. And so he would just talk about Death Cab. And then there were Death Cab references in the show. And then there was an episode where they were going to a Death Cab concert. And then everybody started getting into Death Cab. So, of course, you know, capitalism kind of got in on... Ruins everything, yes. Exactly. So then we started to see all of these pop punk artists and bands on TV shows. So examples of this. Tyson Ritter was of the All-American Rejects was uh, in The House Bunny as the love interest. Mm. No Doubt and Good Charlotte performed on Gossip Girl and Not Another Teen Movie, respectively. Then we had Blink-182 appearing in American Pie for like a second. Yes. Yes, yeah, I remember that. This blows my mind, but Pete Wentz was such a big star with, like, teenage girls that he got an entire story arc on One Tree Hill (laughs) for three episodes. (laughs) And it got so big that eventually they started weaving pop punk into soundtracks and movies, and eventually we got 2004's Euro Trip, which featured the song Scotty Doesn't Scotty Know. Scotty Doesn't Know, classic. Which, which was played, we don't know if Matt Damon actually sang it, but Matt Damon was the lead singer of the band featured in that movie. So it was like really huge. Soundtracks had, uh, like for example, this movie had Bowling for Soup's cover of Baby One More Time. And mm. more famously, Paramore was the like huge breakout song in the Twilight franchise with yes. the code. That one peaked at number 24 on Billboard. So this was like a hot commodity. Yes. But eventually, like most good things, the popularity started to wane. 
it, at the end of the 2000s, people started to get more into dance pop. People like yeah. Lady Gaga, Tayo Cruz, all those people were getting the big hits. So there was less attention on pop punk. But I also attribute it to MTV kind of no longer, MTV and Fuse no longer playing blocks of music videos. Steven's Untitled Rock Show ended, super sad. Then they started to play a bunch of like reality TV reruns. And sadly, Warp Tour, which was like the biggest pop punk <laughs> festival, died uh, because a lot of people were stepping forward and ex- exposing bands yeah. for being sexual deviants. And the creator, Kevin Lyman, just stopped the, fles- the festival altogether instead of just like not having certain bands on there, which to me is the equivalent of like a dad turning the car around yes. on their way to Disneyland. Because <laughs> now one- nobody gets Warp Tour. Because one of the three kids was crying. Like that's, <laughs> it's so sad, but... I have some good news. Pop punk is experiencing a, bra- a comeback, a renaissance, if you mm-hmm. will. Some people do argue that mumblecore rap of like the last few years, mm-hmm. like Lil Peep and Extension. I'm not arguing that. Right. Was like emo. And I hate that argument. But the UK is actually bringing pop punk and emo back in a big way. Uh, Neck Deep is a... Oh, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Neck Deep is a really big band in the pop punk scene today, and they come from the UK. I personally really like the band Salem and and, uh, Miss Vincent. I think they're very Mm -hmm. good. But I can't talk about pop punk and where it is today without mentioning Travis Barker. (laughs) (laughs) So he is basically hand-holding a lot of pop acts into the world of pop punk, like Willow Smith and, unfortunately, Megan Fox's boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly. I was going to ask if you had heard the new Willow Smith album because I I like it. I only know the song that's like all over TikTok. Okay, okay. It's a a good album. And he's like on three of the tracks. Avril Lavigne uh, has a a feature on one of the tracks. It's it's pretty well done. It's it's only like 20 minutes long, so it's not a big time investment. Perfect. Like a true pop-punk album should be. Yeah. Um, But some people argue that Olivia Rodrigo is pop punk. I personally don't agree. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there is a lot of stuff out there. Like, go listen to it. But I did want to go back. Let's go back to 2003. Specifically, some of the top songs of that year when this movie came out included Blink 182's I Miss You, which includes the iconic line, Where are, Where are you? Um, Yellow Cards, Ocean Avenue, Dashboard nice. Confessionals, Hands Down. Great one. AFI's Silver and Cold, and Story of the Years Until the Day I Die, which is a jam. Uh, There are a lot of really good books about emo and pop punk. Uh, One is my favorite is called Everybody Hurts, An Essential Guide to Emo Culture. Um, Nothing Feels Good is like about like the 90s emo thing, but there's this new one out called Sellout, The Major Label Feeding Frenzy That Swept Punk and Emo by Dan Mm -hmm. Ozzy. It's really, really good. There's like a section... There's sections on Taking Back Sunday, Jimmy Eat World, mm-hmm. and My Chemical Romance. It's really good! <laughs> um, I'm glad you brought up Dashboard, uh, because um, because I love Dashboard, too. But, like, the, the Dashboard Confessional MTV Unplugged set um, from 2007 is, like, I would argue, like, if I'm ranking the best live albums ever made, <laughs> is, like, top two i'd say wow (laughs) you know i would argue that mariah carey's unplugged performance is up Uh there for me but Uh dashboards is really good dashboards is excellent because 
every single person in that audience knows every word to every song. Oh, there is nothing <laughs> like going to... Oh, I went to Taking Back Sunday's first album's 10th anniversary show, and Mm -hmm. everybody was singing every single word. They played the entire album start to finish, and, like, I had never been that sweaty in my life. So (laughs) to get the opportunity to go into, like, the history of pop punk for this was, like, an honor and a privilege. So I do want to just kind of ask why you just didn't think including the offspring was necessary uh in your history uh, um but it's, it's fine it's it, fine Sma- yeah. smash just went platinum six times americana went platinum five times doesn't matter um sorry <laughs> well because i thought the offspring was more like seventh eighth grade that was like uh, 97 98 you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Nadia. Yes, they did definitely peak in 1998 <laughs> with Americana, uh, and by 2003, uh, I think they were on Splinter at that point, uh, mm-hmm. which was a lot weaker. And in fact, they put out an album this year that is terrible. <laughs> so. Well, I wanted to focus more on when, because thinking about this, watching this movie, being like, I didn't realize how impactful pop punk actually was as far as, like, music, but also fashion. Like, Lindsay Lohan, I don't believe, would be, like, wearing what she was wearing in this movie. But, like, when this movie had to have been made or, like, written and produced during this time where they're like, yeah, she definitely needs to wear a choker with a guitar pick on it. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, like, it was around 99... 2000 like this was a really big influence on fashion yeah but choker um like there's a gap between her the bottom of her shirt and the the uh waistband of her jeans but it's only like half an inch uh yeah. <laughs> the, the, the like that that kind of like one quarter sleeve on the yeah it's it's very yeah, it's the all chunky the belt highlights. Yes, the oh god, the highlights. Yeah, it's all it's all there, folks. It's, it's all, all there. there, and we have so many of our great bands to thank. At least she wasn't wearing like <laughs> so, a tie, like Avril Lavigne. You know, like they were like ties are out. Yes, tie. Yeah, ties are over now. Uh, yeah, let go was like two years ago. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, so look, uh, let's. Uh, but but the other thing I want to talk about, um as we start talking about the movie is jamie lee curtis also has um 2003 uh uh girl boss mom uh, yeah. uh vibes uh yeah. mainly because she has a palm pilot which she has a palm pilot and a pager and a cell phone she's a yes. badass yes um and uh and so uh, yeah, so the movie starts with a, as as you would expect with this kind of movie, starts with a montage of Mary Cassatt paintings, uh, <laughs> just like the mother uh, giving her daughter a bath type of thing, and like, you're like, okay, well, I guess it's about mothers and daughters, and then we just, it's fine, we never touch that again, um, and then uh, we are introduced to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, whose character names I don't think I even wrote down. It's Anna and Tess. Is that right? Dr. Coleman. Doctor, <laughs> That's all Doctor, I remember. Dr. Tess Coleman and Anna Coleman is the daughter. Um, so we get introduced to them, and we know that they're leading a busy and hectic lifestyle because everything in the first 30 seconds of the movie is sped up at, like, 2x. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like when I watch uh, YouTube videos of baking, and I'm like, oh, I'm just too stoned to wait for it to go. 
<laughs> but yeah, we see. Well, don't they have pictures of Jamie Lee Curtis with her actual actual daughter? Yes, they all they cut that into the credits as well. Yes. Yeah. So y- this is a mother daughter story. We don't. I don't think yes. we've had many of those on this pod. No. Um, and so uh, the you know. The, the background is Jamie Lee Curtis has her hectic uh, girl boss psychiatrist life. Um, and Anna, you know, she's just a kid in high school, man. And she just she just wants to be cool. You know, she she has a choker. She wants a cartilage piercing. <laughs> she, um, you know, like Nadia said, Avril Lavigne was really big at this time. She hadn't been assassinated yet. And so <laughs> they... You know, we get some good exchanges of, like, them yelling at each other and Lindsay Lohan being like, oh, you're ruining my life! And, like, her her brother is a little shit, so he keeps, like, annoying her, and the mom always keeps taking the brother's side. The mom drops her off at school and yells, have a good day, sweetie, make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very embarrassing thing for a mother to yell uh, when you're in high school. Um and, uh, you know, I think we have some establishing scenes here, Nadia. Help me out here where we kind of established that maybe Lindsay Lohan needs to clean up her act a little bit. But also, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis needs to learn to loosen up. Yeah. So, Lindsay Lohan is, she tries her best at school, but she, there's this teacher that's, like, really out to get her. He keeps failing her all the time. But she's actually putting in the work. It's interesting. We'll come back yes. to that. We're going to put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. And also, she is in a band that is about to get their big break some, for some reason. And uh, they play pretty good pop punk. She, for some reason, also is really good at guitar solos. And they are up for the Wango Tango auditions where they could potentially play the Wango Tango Festival. Yeah. But. Uh, me, but. But, but the same night. As Jamie Lee Curtis's wedding rehearsal dinner. So Jamie Lee Curtis is a widow, yes. and uh, she is engaged to Mark Harmon right. from television's NCIS. Right. And, and I think and, one of his most strong roles. <laughs> uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis is a psychiatrist, and she's stressed. She has a she has a patient who has like severe separation anxiety. Uh, whenever he can't talk to her. Um, and, uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis is excited. She's getting married. She's like, I'm going to be on my honeymoon next week. Don't worry. You can call my cell, you basket case patient. And, um, and she, uh, and she has, and the, the rehearsal is tomorrow. The rehearsal dinner is tomorrow. The wedding is Saturday. So like, there's no way in, like Lindsay Lohan knows, like there's no way in hell she's going to get to play um at the basically it's a battle of the bands right like yeah. she's there's no way in hell she's gonna get to do it i just want to point out the great casting for her band we've got a latina girl uh, another girl she's white and two boys in the band i think that's a very diverse band especially for the early 2000s yeah and i i appreciate you calling out the one girl that's latina nadia because audience you might not catch it but the girl is wearing a tank top that says chica on it so that's how you know she's she's brown but not that kind of brown (laughs) um so you know uh you know they're 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 doing their band practice Lindsay lohan's like ah fuck i can't do this and her friends are actually kind of really dicks about it yeah (laughs) well it's established that her mom is kind of a hard ass and she can't really do much but this is a once in a lifetime thing and they say this at least six or seven times this is a once in a lifetime opportunity she has to ask 
and she has to make it work, even if she just leaves the party for a little while. But they have to do this because this is their big break. And it's like, I just feel like Lindsay Lohan should have been like, yeah, but my mom's getting married. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that was it. And while all this is going on, by the way, Chad Michael Murray notices her, like, for the first time. And and is like, oh, hey, Anna, um, do you like the hives? (laughs) I got an import of the hives. Yeah. What the fuck is an import of the hives that is on, uh, like, a burnt CD? Yeah, and it's just, I assume the line got cut. I also mixed in some Third Strike and AFI and Puddle of Mud and Abandoned Pools and Fuel. I got these on Kazaa, so every third track is going to be blank. It's like, oh yeah, no, Hemorrhage by Fuel is on here, and you play it, and it's just a clip from The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's so beautiful. But we also have to point out, we have to point out the realism here. Chad Michael Murray is not a student. He works at the school. So he's in his 20s, probably. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You didn't notice this? No, I missed that completely. Okay. So everybody is like, he's like walking around and then he is, he says that he works at the school when, eventually when they're switched and she's taking the test and she's like, what are you oh. doing here? Are you in detention? He's like, no, I work here. He's, oh. That's why he has a motorcycle because he's a little older. Oh, so that actually makes him flirting with Jamie Lee Curtis okay. Yes. And then makes him flirting with Lindsay Lohan. Not okay. Not okay at all, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, maybe he's like a super senior or something. And he's like. Like he just flunked chemistry. Yeah, and he has to take like one class, but he also works there. I don't know. They don't explain it, but we don't need to know. We just need to know that he's hot. We're not. We're not, he's hot, right? We're not even at Friday yet. It's, we're talking about Freaky Friday. It's Thursday evening at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But we needed to just point it out because it is a little weird. It is weird. It's weird that they explain it and you miss it if you're not paying attention. I was deeply, deeply paying attention. (laughs) He looks really good with his hair long. (laughs) So basically, uh, Lindsay Lohan asks her... Mom, hey, can I sneak away from the rehearsal dinner uh, and play a pal of bands? Her mom's like, shit, no, that's insane. Yeah. Um, And this is at dinner on Thursday night um, at the Chinese restaurant. Things are are not going well. Uh, You know, her her brother's still being a little shit. Lindsay Lohan had detention. She failed her test on on George Orwell's 1984. um, And... Uh, her mom took away her bedroom door. Um, privacy is a privilege. Privacy is a privilege. And uh, so they're at this Chinese restaurant with Mark Harmon, with the little brother, with the grandpa, who I don't think we needed to write into the script. I don't think uh, so either. Not adding a lot. He's a man with clearly with dementia. Yeah. Um, who who's who is in the script to say to say what is this one of them thongs like three times in the yeah. movie not great um not my favorite s- character <laughs> so don't love that um but they're at this chinese restaurant arguing and um the hostess is still there like hey you want us to cater your wedding and then jamie lee curtis is like the wedding's two days away we've booked a caterer at this point yeah um and they have this big fight and the 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 hostess's mother 
the old Chinese lady mm. watches from afar and you hear a gong ring. <laughs> and you can't help but think the Chinese lady is thinking, oh, most honorable magic fortune cookie will fix this. No! <laughs> also, we just, uh, I have to point out, there was a lot of, like, broken English moments that yeah, weren't, the- weren't great. <laughs> but we have to remember this was 2003. Yes, uh, which which doesn't make it a lot better. Doesn't make it better at all. But in the context of the time and Lindsay Lohan's highlights. <laughs> Is it the worst thing in the movie? I guess not. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, they get into a shouting match at the Chinese restaurant. You couldn't last one day in my high school. I'm sorry I'm the one thing in your life that isn't perfect. And then the old Chinese lady walks over to them with two fortune cookies. Oh. And she... And and you know again the music cue is like da 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 and and <laughs> the old Chinese lady gives them the fortune cookie and says in unsubtitled Chinese but you can tell clearly from her hand gestures that she is saying you should eat this fortune cookie because it'll do Freaky Friday to you <laughs> like <laughs> yes and they're like this is not a good time and Lindsay Lohan <laughs> takes a cookie storms off into the bathroom and you know, closes the door on her mom because she finally has a door. And they both open the cookie and read the fortune. And the fortune says that it's like a, it's like a limerick. We're basically <laughs> like, you're going to spend time in the other person's shoes and only selfless love can right. bring you back together. Like, yeah, you have to, you have to learn to be a nice person before we put you back in your own body. And then, uh, an earthquake hits. Earthquake that only two people in the world feel. <laughs> and this sparks the switch. This is when things start to get freaky. So, so this is minute 22 of a 90-minute film. Fortune yeah. cookie opens. <laughs> and, and they actually don't switch right away. They don't. They aren't fully switched until the morning. Right. Um. But they. But the the earthquake has happened. The dark China magic has taken from the insidious Chinese plot is unfolding. Unbelievable. And but, so... But Lindsay oh, Lohan ahead. wakes up first, and they do yes. that whole... They do that, like, camera on her shoulders kind of vibe from, like, yes. train spotting, where she gets... <laughs> where she wakes up and she's, like, with Jamie Lee Curtis's voice in her head, but it's Lindsay voice Lohan's over, yeah. face, and she's like, what is... What's happening? Did I pass out in... In her room? What's going on? And she looks at herself in the mirror and sees her highlights and she's like, oh no, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, and, and Nadia pointed it out, but it's it's one of many uh, references to train spotting that this film <laughs> contains. <laughs> so, so, uh, so she's like, this hair is not mine. Oh, this, uh, the, 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 these arms aren't mine. Oh, that butt is definitely not mine. Uh, and uh, and then she runs into what would be Jamie Lee Curtis's room. She runs in there in Lindsay Lohan's body, and she has to get Lindsay Lohan in Jamie Lee Curtis's body up, which is funny because Lindsay Lohan's character is a heavy sleeper. So we get the reversal of the scene we saw at the beginning of the film where you have to, like, drag her out of bed. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis yells, uh, get away, you clone freak. <laughs> yes, so many good moments for Jamie Lee Curtis here. She finally 
realizes she looks down. She sees like a moo moo. She's like, no. She looks in the mirror and says, it's like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, I'm old. I beg your pardon. <laughs> and yes. and great, like great acting from both of them. Like Lindsay Lohan pretending to be like a hard ass boss lady mom is funny. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis pretending to be a snotty emo teen is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan was given the short end. Uh, yeah, no, Jamie Lee Curtis got the better role. Yeah, that's for sure. It's really fun to watch her be a kid. This is how most of us should be, I'm just saying. <laughs> we need to loosen up a little bit. But yeah. they do have a moment where the little brother comes in and Jamie Lee Curtis kind of is like, get away, punk, and like <laughs> kind of tries to scare him with her body the way that she would. And uh, they they have to figure out what to do. They don't know how this happened yet. Right. They, they don't know what to do, but they're starting to realize that Jamie Lee Curtis is getting married in two days. Yeah. They've got to switch back. They've got to switch back. So the first idea, which I thought was a good idea, <laughs> was what if we just run into each other as hard as we possibly can? Yeah, they've got to make like a like a like an explosion. So what if there was a what if there was like a like a like a bump? <laughs> Yeah, so they run at each other from across the room and fall because we need some <laughs> Just, slapstick. We need some pratfalls here. It's good stuff. Um, and uh, what was the uh, the line? Uh, oh, Lindsay Lohan says, okay, we can figure this out. I am not crazy. I am merely a grown woman trapped in my daughter's body, uh, which I liked. Um, yes, and then there I was think... a little bit of like a logic thing of like, we can't go to a doctor. Because they would right. put us in lockdown and I'm getting married. Because they right. would think that we're insane. And uh, they can't tell anybody because then they would think that they're insane. And then they would call the police and the doctors. Right. Um, and I think they do land in this initial conversation. I think they figure out, right, that it came from the Chinese restaurant, right? Like, yes. There's the earthquake at the restaurant. And I believe specifically the term they use is some strange Asian voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but the thing is, though, is that they both have responsibilities that they have to take care yeah. of, which is interesting to me, because I would be like, let's go immediately. Maybe I'll call in sick today. Exactly, but they're like, no, 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 you go do what you do, and I'll go do what I do, and then we'll go look at this Asian voodoo. The important- <laughs> they, so, Lindsay Lohan has to take a test, and has some other shit, and then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has... Her needy patient. Has has to do therapy, which is wildly unethical. Yeah! (laughs) So they're like, you go do that. And we'll meet back at my school at 11.45. Also, I'm sorry, but like fucking, if you must speak, just just listen. And if you must speak, simply say, how do you feel about that? I'm like, wait, is the message of this movie that therapy is a lie? Yeah! (laughs) I know, that made me a little uncomfortable. Uh, But then... The whole premise of you couldn't last a day at my school gets yeah. to be seen. We get to play it out. Also, great, uh, great moment where they both get dressed and just. <laughs> yeah, so Lindsay Lohan dresses up in like a button down with her yeah. hair up as like the mom. It's like, it's like you never wear this shirt anymore. What's up with that? <laughs> 
And then Jamie Lee Curtis comes in looking hot as hell in a tank top and some jeans she cut so that they're low rise. Yes, she cut the waistband off of the jeans. She's like, I fixed your jeans. And she's got her thong showing. She's looking good as hell. And she's like, no, my patients are not going to be taking uh, therapy from a stripper, which I didn't under- I didn't appreciate. Yeah, also problematic. Sorry. Sorry, Jamie Lee. Uh, but yeah, so um, they come downstairs and it's like, uh, what is it? it Mark Harmon's there. Like he's there to oh, help yeah. drive. He's because the car is in the shop. Because the car is in the shop. He's there to drive them. Yes. Yes. And but he's like about to okay, kiss so, his his fiance. Like which, the whole time, I'm like, what if he took her aside in a room and was like, I need a pre wedding beecher to react to relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if he like grabs her titty when no one was looking? Like right. What? Like it's, it's fucked up. I didn't like this, but they managed to make it work. Uh, we have seen in the previous scenes when Lindsay Lohan rides in the car with her mom, she puts her feet up on the dashboard and she's constantly changing the radio station. We get to see Jamie Lee Curtis doing that, and that's really fun. And seeing Lindsay Lohan from the back seat being like, get your feet off of the dashboard and, and being a boss. Yeah, and just and just be and and Jamie Lee Curtis is like ah, don't worry about it. So what is that tone? Are you using a tone with me? It's just it's good. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan was good at playing a playing a mom in a teenager's body. She was great. She was great. Yeah. And uh, then they drop her off, and uh, Chad Michael Murray shows up. They both have they're like having a, a meeting <laughs> about like how they're gonna approach the day outside of the car. And Chad Michael Murray shows up, and immediately Lindsay Lohan, as her mom, is like no. No, no, no. He's too old for you. Jamie Lee Curtis as Lindsay Lohan. What is that? Is that a motorcycle? You can't ride on that. She's like, be cool, mom. Go, (laughs) like, talk to him. Walk with him. Like, don't be such a fuddy-duddy. And Lindsay Lohan immediately turns him down and is like, no, you're, you know, I need to focus on my schoolwork. You have a motorcycle. Like, I I don't think this is going to work. And as Anna blows off Chad Michael Murray, and he's obviously upset he he burned a whole cd for her yeah in many ways it only makes him hornier though and so (laughs) you know we'll we'll get to that but the other thing that um lindsey lohan now does as she goes into the school is um the uh bitchy stuck up girls that she used to be friends with Mm -hmm. um and and she's not friends with anymore because they're bitchy and stuck up and and you know lindsey lohan's a punk now or whatever right um she walks up to them because, you know, she and her mom used to have a conversation about, like, hey, how come you aren't friends with those girls anymore? And Lindsay Lohan would be like, because they're, they're mean now. But now she walks up to them and she's like, hello, good morning. Hey, how's your mom doing? Like, <laughs> And then they go, she goes in for a hug and then takes her shirt and pulls it over her head. Yeah, so Lindsay Lohan getting bullied and, Super and sad. learning maybe these girls are bitches. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> this is the stereotypes see these are the stereotypes that aren't in a lot of stuff now that i kind of miss it was simple yeah because princess diaries had this too it was yeah. like actually people would just hit each other like yeah, yeah. it wasn't cyberbullying. there was just something called bullying oh fuck you're right yeah it's in-person bullying you had to be brave yeah. you yeah. had to really Anyways. be brave to bully yeah. in person i'm noticing <laughs> <laughs> um anyways so uh meanwhile 
uh, Jamie Lee Curtis now, who is possessed by the spirit of Lindsay Lohan, is like, hey, wait a second. I got all these credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, platinum card. This looks fancy. So now uh, she goes on a shopping spree. Fuck yeah. And then she looks hot as hell. She she does get, like, her Stevie Nicks on. Yeah, she's got um, some, some knee-high uh, stilettos, like velvet stilettos. She's got a green three-quarter sleeve v-neck very flowy dress like a flowy dress very yes. steamy and she gets a haircut she gets a punk cut she gets yes. a pixie cut mm-hmm. and highlights it is it is very because she also the other funny thing is she takes her glasses off and she doesn't know that her mom can't see shit <laughs> <laughs> this lady's blind yeah um, so we get that, and then we get a montage of her just seeing every psych patient <laughs> and just, 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 just wincing at every single, just no idea what to do. No idea. She's taking notes, or so they think, but she's really just doodling on a legal pad, which I thought was really funny. Uh, eventually, though, she can't just keep up the whole charade that her mom had her do, <laughs> which was ask them, how does that make you feel? Eventually, she has a session with a woman who starts reading her daughter's diaries and she goes off. She's like, what? that's so messed up, man. Yeah, you can't do that. She gives the lady some insight on what it's like to be a teenage girl and about boys and about friendships and all of that stuff. And the lady was actually helped. Yeah. That she, so you know she made what? an impact. I think, I think people are starting to learn some lessons. Hmm. Uh, I would also like to talk about the pop quiz on Hamlet. Oh my God. Uh, so, uh, the English teacher who hates Lindsay Lohan is played by the, uh, great character actor Stephen Toblowski. Oh, so uh, good. The guy from Groundhog Day. <laughs> um, and, the guy uh, from literally everything. Yeah, from every, he's in, like, every movie. But, uh, but he, you know, he does a pop, uh, oral pop quiz on Hamlet, and he asks Lindsay Lohan, what are the main themes of Hamlet? A question which she answers perfectly, mm-hmm. basically. It's like, well, there's, you know, there's Hamlet's own internal conflicts about going insane. There's the political conflict in the order of succession to the throne of Denmark. There's the there's the romantic conflict between uh, Hamlet and Ophelia. You know, just nails it. And he's like, nope, that was bad. F. And then, all of a sudden, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, possessed by the spirit of Jamie Lee Curtis, is like, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar this is a guy that i swerved back in high school (laughs) i swerved and he's taking it out on my daughter which is fucked up but also i guess what severus snape did uh honestly yeah when people are like snape is my favorite character i'm like really tells me a lot about you yeah just yeah just taking it out on harry potter and (laughs) any other student who thinks gender is a construct and so (laughs) So basically, she calls him out on it. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, I mean, that's it. That's basically all I wanted to cover. It's kind of cool. Uh, he's <laughs> humiliated by a teenage girl that's actually the woman who swerved him. And, Incredible. Uh, Incredible stuff. And, but yeah. now and, she's but, actually but that's a, believing her daughter yes, now. That's a lesson. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, wow, my daughter really can't catch a break because this asshole is her teacher. Exactly. But then her friends take her aside and they're like, so did you talk to your mom? And she's like, yeah, it's my mom's wedding rehearsal. Of course she can't. Fuck, yeah, can't. Come on, guys. Come on. Like, <laughs> girls, she would say. Sorry. Come on, folks. Come on, girls. 
Because she's an old lady and she's addressing two girls. And they are obviously really, really bummed out. And they're like, but you said that, like, she was, like, being respectful of her mom because she is her mom. And they're like, but you said your mom doesn't even pay attention to you ever since she got this new boyfriend. Ooh. Brutal. And you said, you're the one who said she never cared about the band. And Lindsay Lohan kind of reacts to it. She's like, never cared? Who do you think paid for all those guitar lessons? And never got a thank you, by the way. Um, yeah, so kind of defending herself, but in the, in the course of doing that, accidentally pisses off every member of the band. Yeah, that's the, this is the part about Lindsay Lohan's character as Jamie Lee Curtis's character that I was kind of bummed about because Jamie Lee Curtis's character as Lindsay Lohan's character is so much fun. And this, like, she's such a fuddy-duddy and alienates everyone in her life. Like, Mm -hmm. it. I know that that's like the point, but it was kind of a bummer for me personally, because I would that those were the scenes that made me the most stressed because she had no for a therapist. She has no self-awareness to be like, maybe I shouldn't say these kind of hurtful things out loud. But that's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all of that said. We get to 11.45, which is the moment they're supposed to rendezvous and go back to the Chinese restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) So the Volvo that was in the shop, Jamie Lee Curtis picks up, even though she does not have a driver's license yet, and uh, drives it to the school like a fucking angel out of hell. Uh, and just, like, power slides up in front of the school, and Lindsay Lohan is like, young lady, you let, you get out of the driver's seat, you let me drive. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, uh, do you have your learner's permit with you? No, didn't think so. <laughs> so then she drives, but they make it all the way back to the Chinese restaurant, and they talk to the hostess, and they're like, something happened. And she's like, oh, really? Do you need catering? And they're like, wait, wait, wait. No, I already have a caterer. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, actually, Yeah, I, I fucked that up. <laughs> I fucked that up in my quest to be you. And so now they are going to have it catered by the Chinese yeah. restaurant. But more importantly, our bodies are switched. <laughs> yeah. So, so and I, I love the line where they walk in and Lindsay Lohan says, we'd like to speak to you about something that happened at your restaurant. And Jamie Lee Curtis goes, yeah, something that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But... Yes. Good delivery. And the hostess is like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. My mom gave you the Freaky Friday cookie. (laughs) And so the little old lady comes out from the back and she's like, uh oh. And because she knows she's in trouble. (laughs) And she finds out that Jamie Lee Curtis is supposed to be getting fucking married tomorrow. And she's freaking out. And they're like, there's nothing that we can do. You have to fix it. This this is dark Chinese magic. I'm sorry. Only only true love can reverse it or whatever it said in the fortune. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, they have to be selfless. So they're like, okay, can you please be selfless? And they're like, great. And then they start bickering with each other instead. <laughs> and they have to continue on with their day because for some reason they don't want to call in sick. It like, seems like the easiest thing in the world. But do. no, but Lindsay Lohan has to take some sort of exam. So Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis. Yeah, like a standardized test. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and J- Jamie Lee Curtis has um, parent teacher conferences for the son. <gasps> yeah. So they have to go. They are going to separate one more time and learn a little bit more about each other. <laughs> 
So uh, Jamie Lee Curtis goes to parent-teacher conferences for The Sun, and The Sun is having trouble with bullies. Oh, no. And uh, she's she's like, yeah, let him rough him up a little bit. He needs to learn. <laughs> it's like, uh, pretty sure he needs to learn life. So, yeah, let it happen. Um, but she also learns that The Sun, the little brother, wrote an essay on the person he most admires, and he most admired Lindsay Lohan. Oh, he says that she's, we get a little snapshot of it, and I paused it. And he says that he really looks up to his sister because she plays guitar, and she's in a band, and she really knows who she is. That's sweet. That's very sweet. It's the only character development we get on the brother at all. Yeah. Like, at all. He's like seven. Which... Which is fine, because it's a 90-minute movie. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so all of a sudden, Jamie Lee Curtis, possessed by the spirit of Lindsay Lohan, is starting to learn something, too. She's like, hmm, maybe, hmm. maybe my brother loves me. Maybe my family isn't out to get me. Yeah, and she asks him, how come you haven't told her that you wrote this paper on her? And he's like, well, I don't want her to know that I like her. We have so much fun <laughs> fighting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Anyways, Jamie Lee Curtis comes home and Mark Harmon wants to fuck her so bad. Oh my god, he's like, I like your new hair. He basically is like sticking his finger in there, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hello. And she pretends to have a cold sore, which is really fun to watch Jamie Lee Curtis swerve a man. (laughs) Cold sore's oozing pus. (laughs) I'm just imagining like a post credit scene where like it's... It's they're back in their own bodies and they're hugging each other and then Lindsay Lohan's like, okay, but Mark Harmon fingered me at one point. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyways, so Mark Harmon wants to fuck her so bad, but then he does something way worse than having way sex with her. Way worse. He surprises her with a television appearance. With with a live television appearance on a nationally syndicated show. Did not expect that. I forgot that this happens. But what we need to remember is that Jamie Lee Curtis is a renowned psychiatrist, and she wrote a book. She just published a book, apparently. She just published a book while, and like the same week that so she's getting married. It's a big week for her. This is her J Lo <laughs> wedding planner slash love don't cost a thing album release week. This is the Tim <laughs> Allen Santa Claus slash his book slash <laughs> home improvement being the number one sitcom. It's a big week, okay? <laughs> big week, big week. <laughs> and but the book is all about aging, and Lindsay Lohan can't even pronounce the fucking title. That's and, right, senescence, yeah. She's, yeah. So she's, you know, trying to figure out what the book is about through context clues from the makeup artist. Can't figure it out. She's trying to get out of it, and eventually they're on air, and she is live. And the host this... is trying so hard to get a normal response from her, but Jamie Lee Curtis, possessed by the spirit of it, Lindsay Lohan, is not having it. Yeah, so I- insane scene, ridiculous scene. Um, but she's like, ah, maybe, maybe order takeout every once in a while. Like, I don't, um, I don't hundred percent, uh, I don't hundred percent buy that this would be a huge hit with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, being old is a choice. Like you guys yeah. stress out about shit that is just not stress outable about. And yeah. like, why do you have to cook dinner every night? Get takeout. Like if a hot guy asks you out, why do you hold it in? You should scream at the top of your lungs. Woohoo! And the whole audience starts to scream with her. Love it. 
They love it. They start blasting Andrew WK <laughs> in the studio, and she's crowd surfing on TV. <laughs> I love a good Andrew WK drop. <laughs> and so, uh, meanwhile, uh, it's standardized test time. Ugh, what different lives they lead. <laughs> and she goes up to this stuck-up girl and is like, look, why... Why do we, why are we enemies? We used to be besties in like sixth grade. We would have sleepovers. What, what happened between us in her very like dapper kind of way of speaking. Mm -hmm. And the bitchy girl is like, you know what? You're right. Why don't you sit next to me during standardized testing? But this little conniving bitch had a plan. (laughs) So she, she frames her, frames Lindsay Lohan, right? For cheating. Yeah. She's like, she's looking at my paper, and Lindsay Lohan gets ex- ex- What is it? I was going to say executed. Kicked out? (laughs) Kicked out of the test. The the words you were looking for were kicked out of the standardized test. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why her head was rolling. Uh, But, like, expelled or exiled is, like, probably what you were thinking of. There you go. But, But, like, so then... You know, she's kicked out of this standardized test. Obviously, she's upset. And then Chad Michael Murray is like, look, I can help you commit a felony. and Because <laughs> I work break, here. Because I work here, apparently. And I'll break into the office and help you finish uh, your test. Yeah. So she, she helps her do He has the keys to, because he works there, he has the keys. I don't know what his job is that he has the keys to the uh, teacher's lounge. But she's like, well, aren't they going to notice? And they're like, he's like, no, they're so burnt out. Which was commentary on the public school system. They're so burnt out that they're not going to notice. And they walk in and the teachers basically have like cold compresses on their head and like taking a nap on the couch. And they make make their way into the room where they keep the standardized test answers. And she finishes the test in like a second. Mm -hmm. And then erases the answers that the stuck up girl wrote and just wrote, I'm stupid on the test. Yeah. And Chad Michael Murray's like, look, I'm helping her finish her test. But then she, he sees Lindsay Lohan sabotage, sabotaging the bitchy girl's test. And you can see it on his face. He's like, yeah, that girl's a bitch, but I feel like that's taking a little too far. Yeah, exactly. So uh, then they leave and Chad Michael Murray is like, ah, I have to go to my second job because I'm an d- adult man. And, <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan's but- like, give me a ride. <laughs> yeah. And, and so uh, the other thing that happens while Lindsay Lohan's filling out the standardized test is Chad Michael Murray sees the TV interview, right? Ah, uh, I and forgot he's like, about this. He's like, your mom's cool, and now I'm hard for some reason. <laughs> and Yeah, because she's crowd surfing and being rad, but he's really hard for Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> he just doesn't he's, know he's, it. He's emotionally hard for yeah, yeah, Lindsay Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to be very specific. Very specific. So, anyways... He's turned off by the active standardized test revenge, um, and he uh, he at his second job at a coffee shop runs into Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. And now this is where I have a lot of questions <laughs> because they start flirting with each other because Jamie Lee Curtis is possessed by the spirit of Lindsay Lohan, who right? is horny horny for Chad Michael Murray, who I thought was an age appropriate love interest. No. Uh, who apparently he wasn't this whole time, <laughs> but I would say Chad, he was. Eight, he's either eighteen or nineteen, but she's okay. fifteen. Yeah, she her she was I think seventeen when they shot this, and her character is fifteen. So it's another Anne Hathaway situation here. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, he he makes her her really cool sugary drink. 
that she orders <laughs> and is like, hey, I like your haircut. I'm horny for you. Yeah. And then they just talk about, well, they talk about music, right? They talk about bands they like, right. which is all early 2000s <laughs> pop punk and, and uh, garage rock acts. Right. Um, they sing, what what song do they sing along to? They Baby sing along One to, More a, time by Bowling to the for cover, soup. right, to the Bowling for Soup cover of Baby One More Time. And I love, because you can see it. And this, I think, is the difference that makes the movie work. You can tell all the extras in the coffee shop are looking at the two of them like, what the fuck is going on? Yes, here? I love when it's there's a little reality in a non-reality <laughs> world. Yeah. and um, Also, like, isn't he working? Uh, yeah, well, okay. Well, I didn't even get to that. Like, I couldn't even get there because I'm like, is he trying to fuck his classmate's mom? Yeah, he is, dude, because she's into the hives and she doesn't like the white stripes. Guess what? Everybody thinks that way. It's not a new, it's not a new way to think. Uh, maybe you're maybe maybe you're wondering if I'm a cool independent thinker. Uh, let me tell you this: I think Jack White is a little annoying. <laughs> Get a bass player already, which is what Jamie Lee Curtis says. Loved that. Uh, they talk about music a little more, but then she's like, oh, no, I have to go to my rehearsal dinner. And he's I like, have to get for, married. For what? He's like, mine. I have to go to my rehearsal dinner for when I get married. And Chad Michael Murray's like, no, don't get married. I'm horny for you. And and I'm just like, what was the plan here? Yeah. What was Chad Michael Murray's plan? Listen, he just got swept up in the MILF pussy. Okay? <laughs> Okay, okay. I literally was going to say milf pussy later in the episode. <laughs> we have been. I literally because two scenes. Listen up, folks. Two scenes from now, he's gonna play guitar out her window, and Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> gonna confront him. And I was gonna say Lindsay Lohan says to Chad Michael Murray, "What? What is? What are you doing? What is the plan?" And Chad Michael Murray was gonna say, "Lindsay Lohan, look, you have to understand. I've got to get some milf pussy." <laughs> And Nadia got to it first, and I respect her for it, but I'm still sad. <laughs> We've been hanging out for way too long. Too long. <laughs> this is what a decade of friendship will lead to. You both were going to save Milf Pussy. but Folks, it, it's not in the episode for obvious reasons, but in Hocus Pocus, in the Hocus Pocus episode, there is a point where our internet connection cut out and we couldn't hear each other talking, so we both said blasting loads at the same time. I kept Nadia's in and cut mine, but know that I was saying it at the same time. We should release that as like a bonus on Instagram. <laughs> we, we'll post that because that is really funny. But yeah, we, we've been hanging out a lot. <laughs> hanging out a lot. Anyways, the point is... She's like, but I need to ride to the rehearsal dinner. Can I ride on your motorcycle and put my arms around your big, strong waist? Yeah. And he's <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. He's like, so yeah. So they ride on the motorcycle. I, I want to have. Never they ride mind. on the I motorcycle. Was say something really oh. gross. He's like, yeah, if you give up that milf pussy, and <laughs> they ride on the motorcycle, and. Uh, and the funny part is Mark Harmon, who I accidentally, I see in my notes, have referred to as Dan Harmon, who is a completely different guy. <laughs> we don't want him as a part of this. <laughs> yeah. Mark, not not an actor. Uh, Mark Harmon uh, sees them as like, is that my fiance on the back of a motorcycle with a teenage boy? Oh, my God. It, the, the web is being weaved, let me just tell you. They've got a lot to sort out. And so, 
<laughs> so, anyways, everybody gets back home. They're getting prepped for the rehearsal dinner. They're getting dressed. They're doing their hair. Um, and here, and this is the scene I just described. You hear some guitar music outside the window. It's literally Chad Michael Murray doing like a fucking say anything ass, like <laughs> playing "Baby One More Time" out the window, Yay, outside the window, her. to try and get not Lindsay Lohan to come out. Nope. To try to get Jamie Lee Curtis to come out so he can be like, don't marry that guy that you're marrying tomorrow. <laughs> we are better suited for each other, I guess. And yeah, we're better better so- suited for each other. I can't buy beer yet. I need you to buy me beer. <laughs> but So then Lindsay Lohan, possessed by the spirit of Jamie Lee Curtis, runs outside and tackles him. And is like, like what, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, you need to find someone your own age. And then she lays a smooch on him. <laughs> Jamie Lee. Thinking, thinking this will uh, divert him. Right. 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 Um, right, <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, but once I, once I get the craving for milk pussy, nothing else will do. Nothing else will quench this thirst. Ah, oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, why don't we go to the rehearsal dinner? Why not? Um, why don't we? Act three, motherfuckers. This and is so, going really, really quickly because this movie rules. It's a good movie. It's a very short movie, yeah. which is part of the reason why it's good. Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> but they're all there, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, possessed by the spirit of Lindsay Lohan, is trying her best to mingle with a bunch of olds, and yeah. is uh, eventually like accosted by... Uh, wait, no. The other way around. Lindsay Lohan is accosted by her friends, and is like, we just need you to come for 20 minutes. We're going to do the audition. We're going to go to the House of Blues. Which is across the street. Like, this never came up earlier, is the rehearsal dinner venue and the place where the audition is are across the street As from somebody other. who lives in Los Angeles, I looked up <laughs> and I remember on Sunset Boulevard what is across from House of Blues, and it's like pink taco. <laughs> like I was like, is it the train car where you get a hot dog? Yes! <laughs> It's definitely like a like a like a saddle what is that called saddleback whatever the the barbecue yeah. place is it's not yeah. a fancy place so It's not where you'd have a rehearsal dinner. No, so there's a little bit of a suspension of disbelief here, but they're like Yeah, come. but this is the only time in the movie we have to suspend disbelief. Yeah, thankfully. the only time. So they're like just come we can't play your solo. You are such a good guitar player, Lindsay Lohan. We have to have you. And uh then they get caught by some adults who have found yes. out that they're about to leave. Yeah. And and um, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, possessed by the spirit of Lindsay Lohan, like, knows that she has to tell Lindsay Lohan to stay because, like, it's a rehearsal dinner. And then Mark Harmon is like, come on, man. Yeah, he, he <laughs> hasn't like, really been involved. You know, he wants, he's not trying to be too nice. He wants Lindsay Lohan to come to him like a cat. Like... <laughs> <laughs> much like if you're trying to get a squirrel out of your attic you can't push it right and and mark Harmon comes through he says look i never pushed anna anna being Lindsay lohan i never pushed anna because i want her to like me on her own terms and jamie lee curtis possessed by the spirit of Lindsay lohan says well that's pretty cool yeah it was really nice so she learned about her future dad about her stepdad yeah, yeah. and so 
Um, so, you know, they're like, okay, you know what, Lindsay Lohan, possessed by the spirit of Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you go to the audition, and then Jamie Lee Curtis, possessed by the spirit of, of Lindsay Lohan, um, you can go watch her for, like, 20 minutes. I can hold down, and Mark Harmon's like, I can hold down the fort here for 20 minutes. You just come back by the time we do toasts. Listen, what a guy. You know, he, he, he does come through for his family in this movie. Yes, and... I'm sure Jamie Lee Curtis comes through when this movie's not happening. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, Sex time. But uh, L- and Lindsay so... Lohan doesn't, Lindsay Lohan possessed by the spirit of Jamie Lee Curtis does not want to do this because she doesn't know how to play guitar. Nightmare scenario for someone who doesn't know how to play music, oh, right? Geez. You're in, uh, on stage in front of like, uh, like what, like 200 people. Yeah. And, and... and it's an all ages venue. So there's definitely some olds in there. Yeah, and you're just, like, terrified. You have no idea what to do. Um, but <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis, possessed by a spirit of Lindsay Lohan, comes through. Yeah. And uh, is like, don't worry, I'm here. She, like, waves her over from backstage. And she's like, I've plugged in my guitar, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut off your feed, and I'm going to play your solo for you. You just pretend to play guitar. And, of course, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's like, okay, but I also have no fucking idea how to do that. Yeah, so she's like, what, when if, what's a concert you went to? And she says, I went to see the Stones once. She's like, great. Then you got to act like, what's that guy's name? <laughs> uh, Keith Richards. Keith Richards! And so we see Lindsay Lohan eventually doing some Keith Richard moves, which are really funny. The, the Lindsay Lohan doing, like, the goofy mom choreography while pretending to play music is very funny. Incredible. But fun fact about this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis, the actress, really wanted to make it believable, and she actually played along to the song. Plays the solo. She yeah. plays the solo. She knew how yeah. to do it. That's commitment, and it's what makes a movie work. What a queen. <laughs> what a queen. So... so um, the, they, they nail the big show. Yes. It's great. The band's going to make it, I guess. <laughs> um, the Riot Girl revival is coming back. And, uh, but, you know, they haven't switched bodies yet. No. Um, and they're like, well, shit, okay, well, we'll have to postpone the wedding. Um. Yeah, but Lindsay which... Lohan, possessed by the spirit of Jamie Lee Curtis, is tearful. What a great performance by Lindsay Lohan at this moment, by the way. Yeah. Uh, a very moving moment where she's like, I need you to talk to Mark Harmon for me and tell him yeah. I love him very much, but I know that you're not ready for this because, you know, you miss your dad and I, you know, moved a little fast with this guy. I think we should just postpone this. And Jamie Lee Curtis, possessed by the spirit of Lindsay Lohan, it is like, okay, I'll definitely do that for you. And you think that it's mm. going to happen. but in, Yeah. But instead, she gives a toast, a very moving toast about how she really understands her mom. And loves her and really just ultimately wants her to be happy. And she sees that Mark Harmon makes her happy. And that's all that she ever wanted. A selfless moment. And guess what, folks? That heartfelt toast is accompanied by a literal gong sound effect. (laughs) As they switch back into their original bodies. They did it! (laughs) <laughs> Lindsay, Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's like, oh, thank God, I'm not going to have to have sex for the first time with Mark Harmon in, uh, in a 50-year-old woman's body. Oh, God. But, yeah, so everybody kind of got what they wanted. Yeah. It's very nice. So, it works out. We get to the wedding the next day, so now we're on Saturday. Everything's happy. 
And Chad Michael Murray shows up and he says, look, yesterday, he says to Lindsay Lohan, Uh look, yesterday was freaky. Yeah, it was! (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted Lindsay Lohan to be like, yesterday, what day of the week was that again? (laughs) You mean Friday? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he shows up at the wedding, he crashes it, which is hot. And he is like, I don't really know what happened, but I would like us to start again. Because he was at the Battle of the Bands. We forgot to say that. He was at the Battle of the Bands, and he thought that her playing guitar was hot. Because he's a fickle boy. Yeah, he... I'm sorry, but, like, he's like, hey, I'm sorry I thought your mom was a stone-cold hottie yesterday. And I guess she still is, but uh, I saw your guitar solo, so my horniness has been redirected from your mom to you his his penis is like a compass it just goes (laughs) wherever he's pointing it's a it's a compass but it's like the golden compass where like if you turn a couple knobs and think very deep thoughts you can make it point to different things and it's spelled c-u-m-p-a-s-s yes yes (laughs) oh hang on Freaky Friday, parentheses, or the golden (laughs) compass. Oh, we got it, Nadia. Thank you. Because it also has ass in it. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, sorry. The golden cum dash p dash ass. Our loyal listeners who know us well are probably really happy with this. (laughs) This is maybe the finest moment in the history of the podcast. This makes it all this makes it all worth it for me. It's it's moments like this. It's moments like this. Uh anyways, the evil China music starts again because the cruel dragon lady uh comes back with two more two more cursed uh fortune cookies cursed. to uh swap the grandpa and the younger brother. Um, and we could have gotten a sequel where we got to watch a seven-year-old have dementia, <laughs> but. <laughs> but no, he, he, they were tackled by the, they not, they knocked the, yeah, the other yeah. lady. They did cater, which is good news for them. Good job. Uh, but yeah, then we get a post-credit musical scene that I just didn't want to watch. Yeah, but it's, I think, a good fit for the rest of the movie. The, it, I think it's just going to be the golden cum ass. I think we're just going to do that. Uh, okay. So it was a good fit for the rest of the movie because um, it was just this nice, like, kind of kind of candy-striped uh, pop punk. Like, it, it basically, the movie feels like the cover of Avril Lavigne's third album, yes. the one with I Don't Like Your Girlfriend yes. on it. That's not a bad um, song, though. No, it's a, it's but a good song. But that was definitely um, after she died and they replaced her with... Um, yeah, that was, that was yeah, that's fake Avril. Yeah, that's... That's, that's Avril Body Double. Melanie is her name. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, all of that said... Um, oh, wait, but that, that oh. song is sung by Lindsay Lohan because if you recall... She had a music career. <laughs> she shortly thereafter had a music career. So this was yeah. one of her first songs. Oh, that poor woman. <laughs> I hope. I hope she, I hope the, I hope the comeback happens for her. I think she's doing like a Hallmark movie next or something. Oh, good for um, her. Which is honestly like what you should be doing. 
I think, at this yeah. point. That's like, that's easy stuff. That's the bunny slopes. You yeah. know, the, the it, even if it doesn't turn out good, like, people will still enjoy the movie. Like She it, did do just, that Lifetime Elizabeth Taylor movie, and she, she was, did, she was right. good in that. I think she's still under she, contract. <laughs> she's a she's a she's a good actor yeah. like she's a good actor it's just you know unfortunately fame uh fame can really fuck with people and uh, unfor- you know and it's not entirely her fault like she was the target of paparazzi yes. and you and know, she had her, some crazy crazy parents also yeah her her life was miserable for a lot of reasons outside of her control yeah. um and it's nice to watch a movie like this and uh remember that uh, she had uh, she had some really great movies. Um, this is a good one. I mean, Mean Girls obviously is top is tier. A, is a, yeah, top tier classic, legitimately great film. Um, and uh, yeah, so I want to talk about the musical for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there was a stage musical. Never made it to Broadway. <laughs> um, uh, in fact, I'm not even a hundred percent sure it made it to New York. <laughs> Oh, really? Um, I think it, because it debuted in Norfolk, Virginia, which is not, like, where you test shows when you want them to go to Broadway. Like, you test them in Chicago, honestly, yeah. if you want them to go to Broadway. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it debuted in Arlington, Virginia. It played in Cleveland. It played in San Diego. It played in Houston. Uh, I think it did not no okay and then atlanta like so it played some bigger markets but i don't think it was ever like on broadway and uh, according to disney there are no plans to ever transfer the show to broadway uh, i wonder but, can you hear the soundtrack yeah 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 it's on spotify cool, 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 cool. um but uh the star uh the woman who played um I want to say the woman who plays the mother is Heidi Blickenstaff, who who created uh, Title of Show, ah. uh, if you know that one. Um, and so uh, I will say uh, this seems to be just something that Disney because ma- Disney owns the rights to this the rights to this novel like until the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney made this because they wanted to make money. Um, they made it so they could play in a few cities, so they could license a school musical adaptation of it, which they did. Oh. Um, and so they could make a TV movie of the musical for the Disney Channel, uh, which they did in 2018. Mm. Um, so, uh, I will say some key differences, uh, in the plot. Uh, one, it is not a magic fortune cookie. It is a magic hourglass at an antique store. Mm, okay. Um, it's probably owned by a mob of some kind, either Italian or Russian. <laughs> right. Um, there's, uh, there's, uh, the, the daughter discovers that the mom smokes, Ooh. right, during the bias switch, but the mom discovers that the daughter has a lower back tattoo, so you decide which is worse. Oh, wow. In uh, this movie, it was a belly button piercing. It, yes, it was a navel piercing, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, the other, like, the, the... And look, it's a 90-minute movie that you got to stretch into a full-length musical. <laughs> the other conflict is, like, the sun disappears at some point. What? Or something, and they have to they have to call the police and, like, go on a manhunt for, the, for a missing child. It's always uh, good when you have to call the police <laughs> in a musical. <laughs> I mean, we know that from Officer Krupke. <laughs> uh, so... Um, you know, I would say the 2018 movie of the musical is on Disney Plus, uh, but I'm glad we watched this one. Yeah. Instead, I I kind of want to watch it. Not gonna lie to you. 
I mean, there, I'm not it, stopping you. you there, I'm not going to watch it. We're not doing it for the podcast. Are there any significant stars in the 2018 version? Uh, let's find let's, out. I have a guess, why don't, and the guess you Google, is no. Let me let me be quiet so our <laughs> listeners who love when you Google can hear you type. Well, yeah, so they can hear me type. Okay, Freaky Friday. I'm not Googling it, by the way. I'm looking on Disney+. Plus. Oh, uh, straight to the let's source. Let's see. Yeah, so details starring... Well, it's only 90 minutes. Okay. Uh, starring Cozy Zolsdorf. That sounds familiar. Heidi Blickenstaff, who was in the stage... It looks like they just got the stage cast. Oh, okay. Cool. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, actually, Blickenstaff might play the daughter. Which is I don't, what I don't they know should she have done for Into the Woods. Right. Or, or just not made uh, it at all. Most most other film musicals, honestly. Right. Um, do our friends at commonsensemedia.org have anything to say about this movie? Listen, I'm kind of bummed out that Common Sense Media kind of failed. They Really? Yeah. The reviews are very standard, which are uh, the representation of Asian people wasn't great. There's <laughs> kissing in the movie, which isn't great, according to them. It was very... Um, it was normal. There wasn't a lot of deranged parents or a lot of kids who didn't understand what was going on, but I did find one. And because this whole movie is about suspending disbelief and <laughs> insanity, this was a great review that I want to share from a 16-year-old. They gave it one star and they wrote, okay, I've never watched it, but I need someone to do a review of this movie on DoesTheDogDie.com because I need to know if someone vomit. <laughs> Does the dog die? Do you know about DoesTheDogDie.com? I don't. Oh, okay. So a lot of people want to know about certain triggers. So it, it yeah, includes... Yeah, so if a dog dies in a movie, for example. Yes, but it includes other things. So if people vomit, if people, like... Like, there's snot in it, there, if there's blood, if there's gore, any of that kind of thing. And this person wanted to know if someone vomits. <laughs> but they did it singularly, vomit. It was very good. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the Does the Dog Die uh, report right now for Squid Game. Ooh. Uh, and uh, it's like, is there a dead animal? It's like, well, yeah, there's a fish market in the first episode. And like, yeah, that's not the most upsetting thing about Squid Game. <laughs> I mean, you never know who's, like, really not into fish markets. You know what I mean? It's a great yeah. – I think it's a great website. I check it a lot uh, with, like, sci-fi things because I do like yeah, sci-fi yeah. things. But I also don't like seeing, like, heads chopped off and stuff. Yeah, so. gratuitous violence, you know, yeah. especially if you're, like, not not in the mood for that or not in a place where you want to watch something like that. Yeah, I get yes. that. Yes, okay. so I, I love that this person went, this 16-year-old person went on Common Sense Media and was like, go to this other website that's actually more helpful so that I could <laughs> potentially watch this movie. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> otherwise, everybody is just really standard. Um, nobody pointed out about the Chad Michael Murray thing. Which I thought was interesting. Okay, well, somebody should. I'm glad I did. I'm, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did, too. Uh, nobody really pointed out that, like, his age was weird and that it was, like, horny. I don't know. It, it, people were more concerned about the kissing and the Asian representation, which, understandable. <laughs> so, you know, not our, not Anyways, our best you... representation on Common Sense Media. No, but, but, okay, so, like, yes, there's an Asian lady who's introduced with uh, a gong sound, and she has evil dark magic, but, yeah. but, 
there's a Latina girl who wears a shirt that says Chica. So, so. Oh, and do nobody, we break even? Nobody pointed that out either. Interesting. I think we break even. I think the horniness yeah. <laughs> of the of the Chad Michael Murray's compass uh, kind of sent us one way, but then we brought it back. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you know, overall, Nadia, my final thought on this. I really enjoyed it. Yay. I had a I had a fun time. Um, and I was I, you know, I did not have a high uh, I did not have high hopes for this one. Yeah. And it was really super fun, so I'm glad you suggested it. Quick question. Is this a yeah. movie, unlike The Princess Diaries, that you would want to show the meatball? I would watch this with the meatball. Not not right now, because she's two. Right. Um, so far, <laughs> the only Disney movie she's seen is the first 40 minutes of Coco. Uh, and then we uh, stopped watching it because our basement flooded, and that's where our TV is. Oh, no! <laughs> so, no. Uh, but, um, yeah, so we, uh, yeah, I, I would watch this with the meatball. Um, I'd want her to be a little older, but when she got to, like, junior high, I think I would be cool with her uh, watching this. I think the message is is fine yeah um i think it's fun and it's funny and it doesn't tell you that you have to have (laughs) straight hair and no glasses in order to be taken seriously as a woman i love that but more importantly it will show her how cool pop punk is and that i do want to instill in her that i feel like she already does because she knows about alkaline trio and i think she's ahead of most of her kids (laughs) her age she does know about Alkaline Trio, although she was singing uh, Low, the uh, famous uh, slowcore uh, Duluth, Minnesota-based band. So she's also going to be completely insufferable. Wow. Well, she's singing that this morning. I love a pretentious two-year-old. You're yes. you're doing God's work. <laughs> it's every father's dream. And hey, every podcaster's dream is to have great listeners like you listening to us. So please subscribe. Please uh, review our show if you can. That helps find the show. Or uh, you could donate money at our, uh, just leave us a tip one time at ko-fi.com slash probably should It's linked in the show notes. Shout out Will Bloom for being our first Ko-Fi donor. Thank you, Will. Uh, we, we we love you, Will. Thank you. Been a listener since season one, by the way. So uh, big big fan, uh, and very happy that he contributed. Um, and uh, yeah, and other than that, probably should on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you next week. Bye. Uh huh. Uh huh. Life's like this. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's the way it is. Slips like this Uh-huh Uh-huh That's the way it is Chill out What you yelling for Lay back It's all been done before And if You could only Let it be You will see I like You the way you are When we're Driving in your car and you're talking to me one-on-one But you become somebody else Around everyone else Watching your back like you can't relax You try to be cool You look like a fool to me Tell me why you have to go and make things so complicated And see the way you're acting like you're somebody else Gets me frustrated And life's like this, you And you fall and you crawl 
and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honesty. Promise me I'm never gonna find you faking. No, no, no. You come over unannounced, dressed up like you're something else. Where you're, and it's where it's sad. You see, you're making me laugh out when you strike a pose. Take off all your preppy clothes. You know you're not fooling anyone.